Good morning, everybody. It's late. It's so late, you guys. It's so late. I know. Oh, what is on the docket today? The docket of the kingdom of God. What was yesterday? Yesterday I got a little, I got a little outside of myself. I had a dear, dear friend of mine pop on and I kind of lost my head, you guys. So I'm not going to take forever on chapter 43. We're going to go through it. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just kind of going through the day. I got a lot of stuff going on this week. A lot of really great things are happening right now in this minute for me. So I'm super excited. So you guys, we're going to recap. We're going to recap chapter 43, or I mean 42, and I need to write it down. So we were in Genesis chapter, chapter 42, okay. And in Genesis chapter 42, you guys, this was when, this was when Jacob, Joseph's father, realized during the drought, during the famine, that Egypt had grain saved up. And he told his sons, why are you sitting here staring at me? Go to Egypt, go buy some grain, otherwise we're going to starve. Um, See if we can get this right. Okay. And will it let me pin it? Probably not. Okay. So you guys, so the brothers, remember, these are the brothers that put Joseph in jail. Simply out of insecurity, you guys. Ooh, insecurities, man. We are not going to touch up on that. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, you guys. We're going to talk about insecurities. We all have them. Mm, should I talk about them? insecurities we all have them his brothers were very insecure so out of insecurity they turn around and they um put their youngest brother joseph good morning in jail right they um by throwing him in the pit selling him as a slave so he sat in prison forever why because of his brother's insecurities insecurities will mess up your life you guys I'm dealing with this right now somebody's insecurities will truly like it will it, it for me my own insecurities have hindered my life deep down that feeling of unworthiness and lack of that's why you have to find your purpose in god that's why you have to know how to serve god 
Like my first and foremost purpose is being a mother. So when I fulfill that every day to the best of my abilities, I feel secure about myself because that is what God has ordained me to do. Then comes other things such as my job, such as this, other things. As long as I do them every day as God ordains me to do, I'm filling that void within me so I don't feel so insecure about my self-worth. Oh, good morning. Um, talking about insecurities. Oh, man. Um, uh, because that's why Joseph's brother threw him in our didn't throw him they sold him to the traveling caravan as a slave they did it because they were insecure about the dream he had um that he prophesied about him ruling over them um and they didn't like it so it brought out those insecurities and they were insecure because of the life they were living because prior they had killed their sister's so say husband and his city and the king they just slaughtered them and plundered them so they were greedy and selfish so yeah anyway so out of yesterday's story you know they those brothers go to egypt which was completely god ordained um and uh they end up joseph ends up running into them and he doesn't say who he is uh and he ends up messing with them. Um, why do I get thrown up? He ends up messing with them, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He starts to mess with them, uh, saying things like, you're spies, and you're here just to deface the city. And he's truly just messing with them to see their honesty. Um, and he ends up putting them in prison for three days. And then he says, you will leave one of you behind, and the rest of you will go back and you will bring back the youngest brother. And it never does say why Joseph does it that way. But deep down, like after everything, uh, I feel like this is a little bit of like, if you're going to make me uncomfortable, I'm going to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. So they end up going back to the father. And they go, listen, this guy, the ruler of Egypt, he uh, restored our money. He gave us all this grain. He has one of our brothers who is Simon captive, and he's demanding to see the youngest brother. And his father goes, you're not taking him because if something happens to him, I'm going to die. I'm just going to die into my grave. I just don't. I can't. Look at Joseph. He just doesn't realize that that's Joseph. So now we're going to see what else happens. We're in chapter 43. And thankfully, it's not too long because I got started late today. So in 43, it begins. Now, the famine was severe in the land, and it was a seven-year famine. They had seven good years. That was the dream that the Pharaoh had. So they had seven good years, and this was within the seven years of the drought. So I can imagine there was nothing available except for what Joseph had saved within the city. That doesn't look So... It came to pass when they had eaten up the grain which they had brought from Egypt that their father said to them, go back and buy us a little food. So they didn't even go back and get Simon. They just left him. Oh, um, but Judah spoke to him saying, the man solemnly warned us saying, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy you food. 
But if you will not send him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, you shall, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. And Israel, who is Jacob, said, why do you deal so wrongly with me as to the, tell the man whether you had still another brother? But they said, the man asked us pointedly about ourselves and our family, saying, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? And we told him according to these words, could we possibly have known that he would say, bring your brother down? Then Judah said to Israel, his father, send the lad with me and we will arise and go and we will live and not die. Both we and you and also our little ones. I myself will, will be surety for him, which is probably like, like cash is surety only, you know, he's saying, I give my life. I vow my life on this. From my hand you shall require him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. For if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned this second time. And their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessel and carry it down a present for the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds mm, you guys that's that smell is called mirror it's m-y-r-r-h i have that as a melting wax and it smells so good um it's almost like nostalgic when i burn it in my home um it's i love the smell of it take double the money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouth of your sex perhaps it Perhaps it is an oversight. So his father is trying to accommodate. He's trying to say, you know what? Take back that money plus then some just in case, just to make sure he gets his, you know, youngest son back. Take your brother also arise and go to the man and may God almighty give you mercy before the man that he may release your brother and Benjamin. If I am bereaved, I am bereaved. So the men took the present in Benjamin and they took double the money in their hand and arose and went to Egypt and they stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready for these men will dine with me at noon. You guys, he, haven't, he hasn't seen this younger brother for a long time. This, this boy was just a child when he was sold into slavery. I mean, Rachel had just died in the childbirth of Benjamin. And it was within that time frame that Joseph was sold. So Joseph hasn't seen him for, I, I want to say it's almost 20 years. So I can't even imagine the feelings. Then the man did as Joseph ordered. And the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house and they said, is it because of the money which was returned in our sacks for the first time that we are brought in so that he may make a case against us, seize us and take us as slaves with our donkeys? When they drew near to the steward of Joseph's house, they talked with him at the door of the house. You guys, they're feeling insecure because of the wrongs that they, that they did. 
um, no one feels that insecure unless they are holding something down within their soul. Deeds that they have done that they haven't sought forgiveness for. They know in the heart that they've done something wrong, that they have things to be guilty of. If you had nothing to be guilty of, they would have been able to face Joseph, but they couldn't because they've been living deceitful lives. This is God disciplining these men it, it, biblically their lives because of the way they live god is using this pain and suffering to discipline them as stated in the webster dictionary they it says that god will discipline a soul by using pain and suffering it was interesting that that was a definition and used in a sentence so they are being disciplined with their pain and suffering um, and the men said, Oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. But it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks, and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it back in our hand, and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in our sack. But he said, Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given treasures in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simon out to them. So the men brought the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave them donkeys feed, gave their donkeys feed. Then they made the present ready for Joseph's coming home, for they heard that they would eat bread there. When Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand in the house and bowed down before him to the earth. When he asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke, is he still alive? And they answered, Your servant, our father, is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves. I have to look up the meaning of that word. Is meaning prostrated is how it's pronounced they entered they bowed their heads down and prostrated themselves It's the body position. They stretched out with face on the ground in adoration or submission. So they bowed down like they traditionally would do with their hands stretched out like this. That's prostrated. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, this is your younger brother of whom you spoke to me. Oh, that makes sense because Joseph and Benjamin were the only sons, the only sons of Rachel in all those years. Ten sons to Leah, only two were to Rachel. And that's why he wanted to see Benjamin. That was like his brother brother. This is your younger brother of whom you spoke to me. And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Now his heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out and restrained himself and said, serve the bread. 
So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews for it was an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. So he took servings to them from before him, but Benjamin's serving was five times as much as any of theirs. So they drank and were married to him. This is interesting that it says that um, it was an abomination for the Egyptians to eat with the Hebrews because I was watching something about a Bible story and it was also an abomination for the Hebrews to eat the food of an Egyptian later in the day like they had a covenant where there was just certain food they couldn't eat um I don't want to say it was David where's my bookmarker story of I watched it as a movie it was Daniel it was the story of Daniel okay Daniel was imprisoned with a certain group of people and him and his men could not eat the meat the way it was prepared with the food that they were or with the people they were enslaved with um, they could only eat the fruit and vegetables uh, because it would have went against their religion so it's interesting here that the Egyptians find it an abomination to eat amongst the Hebrews so you guys what an interesting I'm not gonna lie this is like okay if I'm looking at this from my point of view this is just Joseph wanting to play it out a little bit and seek a little bit of self-righteous revenge and not in a not in a bad way I mean he's still treating them right but he is playing them along he's not telling them who he is I don't it doesn't say what's going on in his mind so I can't understand quite why he would play it this way instead of just coming right out and saying it because that would have been really just the correct way to handle it but again when you're being led by God you have no idea and Joseph's being led by God so just like in the case of Abraham and Sarah I'm just going to trust in this part of the story that he knows what he's doing and God is guiding him and God is guiding him appropriately and maybe God is guiding him see I'm working this out as I'm talking about it God is guiding him this way because it's a way to discipline these men out of toxic behavior this is how God from the beginning to the end of the Bible he is teaching man how to love and have mercy and these particular men these we're going to say 10 because Benjamin didn't have anything to do with this. Ben Benjamin was just an innocent younger brother. So the 10 older brothers pillaged and plundered the city of Shechem, killed the king and his son who got circumcised to have the daughter Dinah. They killed all the men. They plundered the city for greed, took everything, took all the women and children as slaves. Now they're living with this burden within their heart, and God's sick of it. God's like, you are the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to self-destruct like everybody else. So now I'm going to train you. I am going to use your brother whom you laughed at for his dreams and I'm going to use him to train you and discipline you in the way of which I created you to be and that is God's love in the works that's how he does it 
He did it with me. He used my pain and suffering to discipline me. To discipline me in the right way, in only the way God could. That pain and suffering was the greatest teacher I ever had. If I hadn't had that, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't look back and go, oh, yeah, no, that's wrong. And I know it's wrong because God did things that caused a lot of pain, but it taught me. Now, God is using Joseph. He will use people. God is using Joseph to create pain. Let me think of a specific example. Oh, I don't want to use that story. Should I? No, I won't use that story. I'll use a jail story, specifically in jail. The CEOs, I knew most of them been in and out of jail. I made a really off-colored remark. It was like inappropriate, right? And there is a difference between inmate and CO. Once you go to jail, you are an inmate. You are just like everybody else. And I, I went in there very entitled. I was very arrogant and God was tired of my arrogance. I know because my ego died in jail. It died. I felt like a piece of me died. So God, I made this comment and this particular CO and her staff came down on me so hard. It brought me to tears in my cell. And I became so humbled in that moment. I, I didn't get brought to tears because my feelings were hurt. I got brought to tears because I realized how arrogant I was. Like, I'm just like everybody else. There's no favoritism here. And God used that moment, that discipline, that critiquing, that, that discipline. He used it and it humbled me. I'll never forget that moment. I'm so grateful for them doing and handling the situation they did because I would have never been humbled then. God would have done something later. But that, that was such a significant moment in my life because I was so arrogant and I was so entitled and my life was being ruled by this fake ego. And man, I just, God disciplined me and it was out the door. So that's how God works. That's a personal example. And he's done it a lot. That's, that's one of many stories of how God has disciplined me and he still disciplines me. So you guys, what a beautiful story. Tomorrow we'll get into chapter 44 and see what happens. Cause he still hasn't said anything. He still hasn't said anything. And I've read the story, but I get excited. I get excited because I already know the story, but I find out more. Every time you read the Bible, there's more and more and more. And when I read it again, I see myself. I see myself in this. And I learn more about how to be a better person for my future and for my children. And how to teach them lessons to be a better mother. Because that is like the greatest purpose in life. Um, so you guys, the challenge for today, the challenge for today. Think about how God has disciplined you. Think about how God has disciplined you. And also on the flip side. I've told this story about the COs. Has God ever used you to discipline somebody in your life? And, and how did that turn out? Did it help them? Did, did, did they kind of see the truth? And, God, and how God uses it is he 
works through you to speak the truth to that person and it touches the soul that's why i was humbled so quickly in that moment god was working through those co's and i felt it and it cut right into my soul it was undeniable that's why i know it was god so you guys there is your challenge it is a beautiful tuesday i'm so excited for everybody that stopped by thank you thank you thank you i'm so so happy christmas is coming you guys i'm so excited and i'm so grateful for all of you in my life uh, i'm so so grateful so you guys have a beautiful tuesday i love you and god bless